Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. Tell them, Jimbo. This is the Inevitable Podcast. I'm Will Stone. He's Chase Caldwell. Coming off of a huge weekend in college football and for your fighting Texas Aggie football team. <laughs> lot, lot to get into today. Um, let's let's hit the national stuff quick and then get into the biggest news of the weekend. All right. Well, obviously, the biggest news is that um, the UTSA Roadrunners. Um, uh, actually, I don't even know what they did. I didn't pay attention to it. six and zero. Oh. Six and they, oh. they beat uh, they beat Western Kentucky in a game they were uh, underdogs in. Good for them. So, Speaking of Kentucky, uh, Kentucky beat LSU. Yeah, um, can we stick on LSU for a second? Sure. Uh, they are they are effed. I mean, like it's that game was thirty five seven at one point, and and now you're starting to see like their best player is out for the year with an injury, uh, Kayshawn Boutte. And then, like, all their upperclassmen are hurt or, you know, out indefinitely uh, with an undisclosed injury, which Mm -hmm. for a couple of those, you know, speculating here, like, they're probably saying, hey, this thing's over with. I'm going to, you know, protect myself for the the draft, Um, especially in the case of of one Derek Stingley. But Mm -hmm. um, they've just been ravaged by injuries, and their schedule is just going to get tougher um, I think they play Arkansas this week. Um, yeah, so uh, not looking good for the Tigers. Um, not looking good for Edo. There's already stuff coming out about uh, what coach they're going to go after and, and things like that. So um, he could salvage it, but just does not look likely at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not just real big on firing a coach two years after they won the national championship, but – um, I don't know. I mean, it, obviously, if there's a culture problem there, then you gotta get you gotta eradicate that. Otherwise, it could really set you back for decades. So, yeah. Um, I don't blame I don't blame them, but they are LSU. They do need to get back into being LSU and not being terrible. Um, you know, in some ways, I really like watching blue bloods fall, but in other ways, I'm like. Okay, you know, I, I do like small teams to be big teams, but at the same time, I do want, like, some of the classic teams to always be classic teams, you know? Um, yeah, I, I've kind of got that feeling about about teams like Michigan and, and Florida State. Um, but for our, our, our primary recruiting rivals, well, soon to be on the field rivals um, – I hope I hope LSU and Texas lose every game they ever play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, but you know, I saw I saw a recruiting <laughs> update that that was cool, and you see a lot of these now. But but it just it was a reassurance to me, or not reassurance, but um, I think it was on a Nye White um, 
it was posted by a guy in Philadelphia and um, the guy said, he was like, um, his, his list of offers is, is amazing. And um, he has, he has the absolute best programs in the nation coming after him with offers from the likes of Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state and Texas A&M. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I just love being, you know, listed amongst that group. And so if all of those teams start doing bad, then it's like, okay, if the best teams in the nation are Texas A&M, Iowa state, Kentucky and And Cincinnati, Cincinnati. that's kind of weird. Like, I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't have the same, Um, you know, jolt of excitement to me, but yeah. Well, and, uh, and Eni White, um, on the AM note, got uh, two crystal balls the other day in favor of AM. So, uh, um, you, you can make what you want of, of the crystal ball thing, but um, when, when a, a player of that caliber uh, is is getting predicted to you by people from that region, um, it's, it's it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, and we'll for sure. talk about some some recruiting ramifications of, of AM's weekend uh, here in a bit, but um, wild ass day on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and start and from the get go with the Red River game, like that game was bananas. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, t- Texas gets out to this huge lead. Uh, they score on their first play. They block a punt. Um, they're up like twenty eight seven. When it was when it was fourteen zero, I tweeted out. I was like, "Hammer the OU money line because Vegas is going to overreact, and you can probably get good money on Oklahoma." Um, well, then they got down 28-7 instead of 14-0. And, uh, and Hunter Williams tried to put me on old takes exposed. But um, but it backfired. Thankfully, I guess, yeah, d- depending on who you root for, thankfully OU pulled that out. Um, uh, my wife was not too thrilled about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was glad to see that it was a fun game. Honestly, I wanted Oklahoma to lose just because I didn't want them to – I don't want them to have an undefeated season. But um, yeah. But I'm. I was. That was a good game. I that one is is one of the true rivalry games. That's always a good game. Like no matter what. Yeah. And and so, um, Texas played well. I I really thought that they were going to pull that one out. Um, because when we left your house, I mean they were they were rocking and rolling, and when we were going through all of those, you know, Rockdale and all those towns where I don't have any signal, I just wasn't watching it. And so when we got to tailgate yeah. and watch so you come back it was it's kind of fun you know it's exciting but uh, yeah that's one of those games that it's it's honestly it's a win-win and a lose-lose for me every time i watch it because i'm like i really don't care who wins like i want both teams to lose and i want both teams yeah. to beat the other one so it's kind of like <laughs> like I, I don't know but really good game there there was so many good games this weekend um yeah mississippi and arkansas or old miss and arkansas you know um yeah same same time uh, uh time slot yeah that was a, that was in a the morning. good game did we yeah we did watch that tailgate uh we had it on on our phones there um i i'll say props to arkansas for going for two you know because uh, yeah absolutely yeah you know, they lost that game by one point okay but they could have gone to overtime if they wanted to and and they they did and they decided to, to go for it so I, I don't fault them for that, and I wouldn't even fault them for the loss because Miss Ole Miss is a good, good team, and um, you know, 
they had it right there. It's not like they got decimated or anything like that. So if you're going to look yeah. at quality losses, that's <clears throat> a quality loss, I think, um, for them. But that's kind of well. And in a game that in a game that had 103 points, um, they didn't have any trouble scoring the whole day. So it made sense to go for two. Like, Absolutely, go ahead. Like you just drove all the way down the field in like 60 seconds. Um, you're, it's not going to get any easier in overtime. <laughs> it's like like your odds don't improve. So yeah, exactly, just, just go ahead and just, just go ahead and send it. But um, after that, uh, Georgia kind of dominated Auburn. Um, not too much unexpected there. Thirty four ten. Wake Forest uh, pulled off an overtime win to remain undefeated. Uh, who else was in there? Penn State Iowa. Yeah, that was a good game. Four versus three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I caught the end of that at a at a bar that I'm going to bring up here in a second. Um, I don't want uh, to, to no give away one of my, yeah. my high porns later. Okay. Yeah, um, but I got to catch the end of that. Uh, Penn State was up, and I believe their quarterback goes down. Uh, oh, really? Kind of at, at, around halftime, um, and he wasn't playing great, and the backup didn't play great, and um, you know, I was. Iowa's defense this year is just inevitable. Like mm-hmm. they're going to make you turn the ball over five times every game. <laughs> well, and that's I've never seen any, I've never seen anything like that's it. That's the thing. I, I really, as of right now, it's probably going to happen. But um, you know, we'll see. We got a lot, a lot of a lot of season left in us. But um, I would love to see an Iowa Georgia matchup. You know, and just just yeah. for the defensive side of the ball. Um, well, the Big Ten is interesting because. Uh, I was undefeated. Michigan's undefeated. Uh, Michigan State's undefeated. No one talks about that. Yeah. Um, and then Ohio State is finally clicking. Like, uh, and a lot of those teams are going to play each other down the stretch. Right. So, um, there, there's some big games coming up in that conference. Sure, sure. Um, Notre Dame for the 37th time this season, one by three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can't stand it. <laughs> I, mean, I think that was the last second field goal. Yeah, I'm sure it like. probably was. It always is. <laughs> oh man. Um, I was going to run through some of the upcoming games for this weekend. Um, just real, just real brief. Uh, Oklahoma State is at Texas. Um, Texas is a popular pick in this game because of their offensive showing this past weekend. Um, Oklahoma State's defense is, is for real, so mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm intrigued by that game for sure. Uh, it's on the, it's on the same time as ours, unfortunately, but I may be flipping back and forth. Um, LSU plays Florida this week, so uh, that's bad yeah, for them. Not good for them. Um, yeah, uh, Kentucky Georgia both six and zero oh, um, for for a game with two undefeated teams in the SEC, this point spread is twenty one and a half points in favor of Georgia. <laughs> I believe it, man. Georgia's a world beater. I, I, I do, I do, I do too. Um, if you, especially doing well, I guess Kentucky's tried to throw it more this year, but like it's going to take. Like, you're going to have to have so much firepower to score on Georgia. Like it's it's dang near impossible. Yeah, well, I'm intrigued by Arkansas Auburn as well. Um, I think that'll be a good game. Um, Definitely one that I'll want to watch. Uh, UCF Cincinnati will be fun to watch too. Um, yeah. And then I like B- hey, I, BYU and Baylor. Like that. That that's gonna be a fun one. Yeah. Um, the the Holy War two point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, hey, I've I've got one down here that uh, we we touched on it some in the in the preseason, and I was like, oh man, like that's going to be awful. But I'm I'm really excited to watch this, uh, and it's Ole Miss at Tennessee. Um, both high flying offenses. Uh, Tennessee got off to a rough start, but they've bounced back and are are scoring some points. Um, Lane Kiffin returns to Knoxville. I can't imagine that he's going to get a very warm welcome <laughs> after the way he left. Did we ever figure uh, out if they're going to do a Manning cast of that? You know, everybody, everybody's know. been tweeting about it for the last six months, you know, that they need to do a I know. Manning cast of that one. It is the, it is, it is the Manning Bowl, so right. that, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. And they've already, they already do it on Sundays, so right. just, just do it on Saturday as well. But um, that's about all I got for, for this week. Uh, there was one point I wanted to make. Um, Pitt, Pitt is like four and one, five and one, and they're like in the driver's seat to, uh, like compete for the ACC title this year. Um, they play, they play Clemson in a couple weeks. Might hand Clemson their third loss. So, just keep an eye out for that. I think Pitt lost early to like Western Michigan in a crazy game, uh, but they've been they've been kind of rolling ever since. So. Um, the ACC is wild, man. Like, I, I I couldn't even tell you like what the divisions are or who's in what division. So, like, like we're gonna get a a championship game in the ACC that's like Pitt versus Wake or something like that. <laughs> it's gonna be something. Well, wild. right right now, Pitt Pitt's <laughs> in the Coastal and and Wake is the Atlantic, but they're both at the top of their respective divisions. So, as <laughs> if you stop the count right now, then that's that is what we would have. Yeah. Um. So just like we all predicted. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see I'd like to see every team in college football have two losses um, at least by the end of the year. So um, if you're out there and you have one loss or zero losses, I will be rooting for you to lose for the remainder of the year. Um, just so that yep. you know. So we're coming for you. Yeah. Um, well, uh, that being said, I guess um, you know it's an exciting week. It's it's it'll be interesting. I'm I'm actually curious to watch the Mississippi State Alabama game because I'm curious to see oh, yeah. if Bama comes out licking their wounds and and leech carves them up a little bit, or if they're going to come out and just curb stomp Mississippi State to let out their aggression. So yeah. I'm curious to see one or the other. Um, but you know, it's always good some, to have a little uh, love triangle in the mix where we beat Bama, yeah. Bama beat Mississippi State, Mississippi State beat us. Ugh. Yeah. But. Yeah. I've I've got a I've got a point I want to come back to on that after we get into A and M. But I'm gonna write it down so I don't forget because I know I will. But um, you want to hit quote of the week and yeah. then we'll uh we'll, we'll we'll go over to to College Station real quick and. Talk about Saturday. Yeah, so um, quote of the week comes from our very own Nick Saban, um, St. Nick. He um, he said in his press conference immediately following the game against the Texas A&M Aggies that um, a very inspirational quote, one I've carried with me all week, one that I'll probably carry with me for the remainder of the year, um, and that is this right here. Well, you watched the same game I watched. And we did. We we did watch the same game he watched, and and most of the country watched the same game he watched. And and I think 
I would say 99% of the American population didn't have the same reaction to the game that Saban did, but um, yeah, but yeah, we, we did watch it. We watched it. Saban. Thanks for it. Says, it, it says here that the game peaked with a 12 point, uh, 12.2 million viewers. So oh, I thought it was like 35 um, million or something like that. It looks like the average was 8.3, which is the second most in a college game this year. Uh, second to Georgia Clemson. Uh, but peaked with 12.2 down the stretch uh, for the dramatic finish. So, so yeah, Nick, we all watched the same game you watched. We watched it. And we loved every minute of it. Sure did. All right. Well, um, how about we talk about DraftKings.com? Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Right. Great ad read. Great ad read. That may be the best one yet. Uh, probably. It depends if it was you or me. We, we still don't know who it's going to be. Yeah, yet, I have no but... idea who it was. <laughs> either you did a great job or I did a great job. One of the two. Yeah. Yeah. At least one of us is really hitting our stride right Absolutely. Now. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially whenever they said gambling problem. You know, so it's uh, <laughs> my favorite part of that ad read. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk about the A&M Aggies. You, so you were at the game. Uh, I, uh, I did not give up tickets. I want to make this clear. I just did not seek out tickets because, A, I knew they'd be expensive, and, B, no one had expectations going into this game. Yeah. Like, this, this, this wasn't the game that – like, we weren't looking at it the same way we were a couple months ago when it was going to be the game of the year in college football and, you know – all of that stuff. Right, like right. we, we, we struggled and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go to college station and I'm going to have a good time, but I'm not going to try to go to the game, but you were there. So yeah, I was, tell I us. was there mainly. Well, I, I mean, I wore, I wore my black A&M polo cause I mean, it's respectful to go, go wear black to a funeral. <laughs> and, um, I, I, that's, that was my mentality. We had plans. I was going to come meet you guys at halftime if we were down by 21. I was going to come meet you out on Northgate. And, um, well, that didn't happen. Uh, so I um, I was on the injured reserve list this week, um, uh, down and out with that hernia that we talked about last week. Uh, it got worse yeah. as the week went on. So by the time we actually got there, I uh, uh, I made plans to um, – just watch the game from the Letterman's Lounge. And so uh, when everybody cleared out of the Letterman's Lounge, headed to the field, I went and copped the best 
couch that was closest to the <laughs> to the big screen or they've got a big projector in there that projects it onto a screen and um, then they have a whole bunch of other little screens. I've always wondered why they didn't just do a live feed of the um, Kyle Field press box or, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking I for? I like radio. No, 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 live feed of, of like the uh, the scoreboard. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they just play it from ESPN and it's like a 30 second delay. 30 seconds. So. Yeah. But where we sat this week, um, the side TVs did have the live stream from the, from the scoreboard. And so mm-hmm. I was watching, I was watching that. And then, then like, Oh heck yeah. We the touchdown on ice, you know, like, and, and uh, so it was kind of cool cause I knew it was coming, but, um, after halftime we decided, or, or right before half, we decided we would go sit in our seats. So we watched the remainder of the game from our seats. Whenever they came back and they, uh, took the lead there in the fourth um i told emily i I said if we don't score on this drive then we gotta go back inside because um we might have screwed us up you know but i'm not watching the game out here but we didn't um we uh we pulled it off and honestly the most fun win i've ever been a part of um because never fails like the most fun wins that we've ever had were either games i didn't travel to or games that i for whatever reason, didn't go to. Um, I've been a part of some really fun wins, but not like the most fun wins. The most fun wins that we've ever had, um, like uh, 2012 Bama, and you know when we beat Auburn when they were number three. Um, the LSU game, I gave my tickets to Sutton for um, just things like that. Like I wasn't at those games for one reason or another, but I did. I did see like the game where we beat, beat Tennessee. I did get every Arkansas game at Jerry World that were close, you know, and as it of course the Chick-fil-A bowl and stuff. So I've been I've been around a lot of fun wins. That one by far was the most fun. And I think it was because I didn't have expectations of winning the game going into it. And yeah. um, I don't know, it was just it was it was a lot of fun. And I think, you know, one thing I'll say before we get really into the nitty gritty. Um, we've been really, really pushing this. Um, if you want to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band uh, at Kyle Field for at least at least last season, but I think they did it the season before too. And I know that I know what it is. I know that we want to have something like that, like all the SEC teams t- tend to have. Um, you know, like Colin Baton Rouge at LSU and and all that and. There's always been backlash on that song on Texags. But it honestly, the lyrics of the song fit perfect. Like if you're gonna play in Texas, you know, like don't come in here like you're gonna be playing in Alabama. Come in here like you're gonna play in Texas. Like that's a good it's good song, but it's so obscure yeah. that like a lot of people I don't think it's really caught on, in other words. I think it yeah. might catch on. They did the commercial. You've seen the Jimbo commercial <laughs> with Marty McGee. Right. I love that commercial. So like you could tell that they're like really trying to get it going. After that win and everybody stormed the field, they just started blasting it from the speakers. And man, oh man, I think it caught on. Like I, I think from here on out, people <laughs> will attribute that song to that game, and um, yeah, it, it will probably catch on. So, um, 
But yeah, that brings up uh, another point about uh, not getting into the game yet. Um, the Aggie DJ, phenomenal, phenomenal. We didn't hear Johnny comes marching home every TV timeout. It was Mobamba and humble and you know different EDM music and I mean the entire it was the loudest I've ever seen Kyle Field and I always hate on Kyle Field for not being as loud as we like to you know claim that it is it was loud yeah. loud that yeah. game uh, and and that was the best uh, that's the best. Kyle Field has looked and the loudest Kyle Field has seemed on CBS, like on television. Absolutely. Uh, the broadcast was fantastic. Um, you could tell the crowd was raucous and uh, they, they affected the game in a huge way. Absolutely. And, they, and props to them for bringing it after two down weeks in a row. And like uh, we, we definitely could have came out flat and uh, but we didn't like, like the fans showed up, the students showed up. Um, it was a, Fantastic show. Yeah, and, and I've got a lot to say about the team, so I'll make this other point, you know, before we get into the team. This is the 100th year of the 12th, man. Um, you know, it's it's the students that were there and the, really all the Aggies that were there on Saturday. You, you really did a great job upholding that moniker like you you really it, if there's any game that i can ever say has been affected by the 12th man it was that game and and it was it was great did a really good job and i gotta mention this on twitter because there's gonna be plenty of people listening to this that didn't see this but look it was the 100th year anniversary of the 12th man well, what is the 12th man it was e king gill he was a basketball player dana x bible looked up into the stands they were decimated by injuries only had 11 players, right? Looks up in the stands. Hey, come down, suit up, get ready to go. He gets warmed up and he's ready to go. Stands there in his uniform, never goes onto the field. That's why he became the 12th man. Not because he went in and played, but because he stood on the sideline ready to help his team no matter what obstacles stood on the other side of it. Well, let me tell you something. We're on our second string quarterback, all right? He gets hurt in what looked like a very, very bad way right as we tie the game. We get our third-string quarterback, walk-on. Guy that was a student came out of the stands, you know, in a way. Get him over there. He's warming up, ready to go. He doesn't doesn't care that he's about to have the game-winning drive against the number one team in the country, and he doesn't even have a scholarship. He he was he was warmed up. He was ready to go. He was going to do it. And what happened? He stood on the sideline. We didn't end up needing him. We won anyways. What a beautiful bow to put on the hundred year anniversary of the twelfth man to replicate the same thing with our quarterback in modern college football against the number one team that we ended up beating. So just yeah. just a. a if you're if you're an old ag out there, if you're if you're, you know, anything like me, nerd the hell out about that because that's that is a cool, <laughs> cool, cool story. So, um, yeah. Anyhow, uh, if that if that doesn't get your piss, I I don't, I don't know what's yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. You're not a real ag if that doesn't make you excited. So, um, yeah. And and so here's the thing, right? Like, we ended a hundred 
win streak from Alabama against non-ranked opponents. We we on the 25th game that they played against one of Nick Saban's former assistants, mm-hmm. we broke his win streak against all of his former assistants. It was Jimbo Fisher's birthday. We, you know, Jimbo this summer said that we were going to beat Alabama's ass and Nick Saban just said at golf, you know, <laughs> we weren't we weren't expected to win that game of course, but all the stars aligned on Saturday. Like it they all did. There was every reason why we were going to pull the upset was there and and we did. And um yeah. It's just it's it's I think that's what adds so much excitement to to the win, you know. Um nobody expected it, but all the stars aligned and we did it, you know, so yeah. Um I think the first there's so much stuff to to get into with this game like so like so many storylines like that like it it was like uh i know we we talked about this uh instagram caption but it was like a movie yeah. like it, it was there's so many things that you couldn't have scripted any better but um the first guy that i want to give some praise to is uh 50 cal aka the cuban missile aka all the credit. Zach, Zach calzada um after the last couple games, um, I, I I had sold every bit of of Zach Calzada stock I could I could find. Like I was out, um, nothing nothing against him. Uh, just what I had seen of his play, I was like, I just don't think this is gonna this is gonna get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he proved myself and everybody extremely wrong. Like he went out there and played a damn near perfect game. Uh, and knocked off the number one team in the freaking country. Like, I, I went and checked his his QBR after the game. That's a, that's a, a stat that I I like a lot more than passer rating. Stands for um, quarterback ratio or quarterback. Uh, I think it's just quarterback rating. Rating, rating. Um, it's, it's, it's 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 on a hundred point scale. The passer rating goes up to like some ungodly number, mm-hmm. but I like an even one hundred. Um, but this was over ninety, which is like the quarterbacks that are typically over ninety are like your Baker Mayfields. Um, to a tongue of my low is like those kind of players are, are over nineties, you know, uh, in their, in their best games. It's a Heisman level performance. Um, and like, he's, he's had some bad ones. Like, uh, like there, there, there wasn't any way that I thought he would perform the way he did. And like, even the, the interception, I'm not even sure if that was on him. Like, I think he was yeah. expecting a nice to, to come back to the ball a little bit and, you know, then he let it go and, uh, it got picked, but, um, some of the throws he made are just like the NFL scouts watching that game are probably drooling over his arm talent. Like he, he, he just played so damn well. Well, and, and I told you multiple times um, that the first thing I was going to say about this game, and then I forgot to say it until you started saying this. <laughs> the first thing I was going to say about this game is I did not deserve that win. Um, we did not deserve that win. No, nope. we doubted the hell out of those guys, and um, and it wasn't that like I, I was still going to support them. I still went to the game. I was still going to continue to go the rest of the games. Yeah, I out of sadness was like, oh, I might as well just sell my season tickets, you know. But re- realistically, I was going to go and I was going to enjoy myself, and and it was just throw caution to the wind at this point because we're we're playing for next year, but. 
he didn't only prove the rest of the country wrong. He proved all the Aggies wrong. I I don't know that I've ever seen an Aggie have so much, you know, resentment towards him. Um, and I just, I would love to see a movie made about this one day, or, or at least like a, like a 30 minute sec story or something made about it because he walked off the field the week before the game was in his hands to win. He took a sack in the end zone, got a safety, just looked absolutely defeated. And like, it was like a hundred thousand people looking at him saying, man, we counted on you and you, you ruined it. Like, of course you, yeah. you fluked. Of course you choked, you know? And he comes back the next week and knocks off the number one team in the nation playing out of his absolute mind. I, I don't deserve the fun and excitement that I had on Saturday because I doubted him a lot more than I should have. And, um, I just, my hat's off to him. And honestly, like, I'm sure you saw the, the deal on Twitter of him, you know, crying as he was walking off the field, had his head down, you know, after Mississippi state and all the players kind of kept coming up and patting him, you know, and you could tell he carried all that weight on his shoulders. And for me to really, as much as I love college football, as much as I want to eventually win, you know, the human in me watching, watching that kid, I'm like, and it just sucks for him because yeah, he, it was, it was, it was, it, it was kind of reminiscent of like, um, it was kind of like a Zach Mettenberger, you know, it was a, a quarterback that was on a really good team and he just didn't have the talent, you know, there to, to be good. And it, it was like, it was similar to, um, uh, Hubenak, you know, going in and, and having to try to pick up the pieces of a, of a broken season and do it because he loves the school. And, and then whenever they didn't play up to their level of play, he carried that weight on his shoulders if it, as if it was his fault, you know, uh, that he wasn't good enough to do it. And that's what, you, that's what I saw in that video. Just, I saw just the, the sadness from the kid and knowing that he felt like he disappointed everybody, disappointed his team and friends, family, you know, fans of the team, coaches maybe. Like you could tell he carried that weight and and I hate that because he doesn't need to. It's a team game. It's not just him. Yes, a lot of it fell on him, but it's still a team game. You know? Yeah. It it's it's just as much the defense fault as it is his fault that we didn't win that game. Because if they wouldn't have scored a point, we would have won that game. You know, but the defense let him score a point. So so like the there was that part of me that was like I know I'm being hard on this kid, and that was something I was really big on coming into this podcast. I never wanted to put an individual kid down, um, but I feel like I did that a little bit with him because I was so frustrated. And I think a lot of people were, and he proved us all wrong. And you know what? That's the, that's like the third or fourth time I have nothing but respect for the kid. And to 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 come out and do something like that, he he – he's a bigger man than I'll ever be, you know, like he really is. And, and, um, I don't know that he'll ever hear me say that and probably won't ever care that I said that, but he, he deserves all the credit and 
I can't. I I think I think I'm more happy that he was able to do that than I am that we won the game. Honestly, like yeah. I, I think I think I'm more happy about that. So um, now I'm getting sentimental, but it's just well now like sorry go well, ahead. Well, it's it's just one of those things that like I I really love the storyline behind it, and um, yeah, I'm I'm. I'm glad that he'll always have that to carry with him the rest of his life. You know, uh, yeah. truly. Um, no, it, it took a lot of uh, intestinal fortitude to come back and, and, and perform the way he did this week. Yeah. But, um, and it's, I mean, it, it instantly goes down as one of the all time classic A&M games. Like Absolutely. It's, it's shot, it, it's shot right into the top five, top three after, yeah. after that. But what's, what's interesting to me is like, is this, was this like, you know, I had to remember, and then that's it. Or is is Zach able to build from this? Because it's never been about it's, it's never been physical limitations with him. He's got it's always been the mental. arm of always been mental. He's got an Aaron Rodgers arm, right. a, a Jake, a, a Russell Wilson arm. Like he's got uh, all that physical ability. Like it's it's insane arm talent, and he's decently mobile. You know when he uh, when he knows what he's doing and has some good protection. So um, if it's it's you know one of those things like this is the ultimate small sample size game, um, you know to you know play poorly one week, play at a Heisman level the next week, and uh, if I'm interested to see what he does this weekend, and uh, we'll talk about Mizzou here at the end, but um, you know <laughs> there's we went from having uh, you know we thought we might have no quarterbacks to well do we have do we have three with Calzada and King and, and Wigman coming in next year. Like um, this may have, have reopened the competition if, sure. uh, if things keep going this direction, you know? Um, and Hey, it's a, I, I'd, I'd love for, I'd love for Zach to play better. I'd love for King to come back and try to play better. Like let's like a healthy competition is a great thing. So yeah. um, it, it's hard to, you know, have a, like have a negative viewpoint on that at all. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, be honest with you, I don't see it playing out that way. I I, I see, um, you know, he's going to be a graduate transfer at the end of the. I mean, he's going to be a graduate student at the end of the year. Um, so I, I would like to see him go to a really good D one university as a grad transfer and go ball out there and and just play with nothing to lose and no, you know, mental, you know whatever and and go just have the time of his life if he stays on with and i mean he's already he's already proven more loyalty than i have in my pinky finger you know he's he's stayed behind you know been the backup quarterback for what two three years this was going to be his fourth year as the backup quarterback he came in and then he gets put in as the backup quarterback has every single person with an AM ring on saying that we need to put anybody else other than him in there stands against all of our fans, all of our alumni, all everybody stands against the country, comes out and beats the number one team in the nation, puts all that behind yeah. him. And so he he if there's anybody that has shown loyalty on the team, it's him. So I'm not saying that he will transfer just if he doesn't win the starting spot, but it could very well be that he he earns a draft pick this year. I mean, there's there's a lot of season ahead of us. If he takes us to a ten and two season, and King doesn't come back this season, he might be out of here. 
and on to the better, bigger and better things, not even going to a different college. Yeah. Uh, he, he would be eligible. I, I tend to, I tend to lean like he would come back, especially if he lit it up. If he, <coughs> if he, if he performs the way he did this past weekend and, you know, uh, keeps playing better and things like that. And, and say if we went out and he's a big part of that, um, he may just win the job and then enter Could next be. year yeah. as, you know, like a preseason all SEC, you know, in like preseason, you know, like a preseason first round pick, basically. <coughs> Everybody's like, hey, like that kid was really good down the stretch last year. You know, he's going to have a whole offseason to be number one, you know, or, or just something like that. Like, yeah, I, it's it's really interesting to watch, like, because it seemed like, like Jimbo loves Haynes King. Uh, obviously, like he's the, he's the one that that he picked. But um, if if Calzada just gets hot and goes on a roll, like I don't know if you take him out. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like it would. It's it's going to be interesting to watch. But uh, it's hey, it's it's a good problem to have. And it de- um, it definitely has very strong Kyle Kyler feeling to me. Yeah, I mean it, it does. Well, thank God we have a different coach. Yeah, I mean it's not. Surely he's not going to botch that like like the last one did. But yeah, um, I I just. You got this one quarterback who's who's got a rocket arm. This one that that is very, you know, mobile and and all of that. Um, Kyle Allen was a great quarterback. Kyler Murray was a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. You know, and yeah. so I think I think as much and, and I hate that you even brought that up to be honest. <laughs> right after I was, I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> right after I was just praising Calzada, uh, but. But I, I'm not. I'm not going to go out on it. No, no matter how good he does this year, I, my opinion hasn't changed in that I'd still think King would probably win the job. Um, but I think, if anything, what I was trying to say earlier is Jimbo is either going to set him up at a really good school somewhere that he can play immediately. He can, you know, be a a rock star quarterback and get a good high draft pick, or maybe they just lobby for him to be a draft pick. Period this year you know i think regardless they're going to set him up one way or the other and yeah um, it does sound like king won't be back this year um just it's sounding it's sounding worse than we thought well and i'm not even saying worse worse i'm not saying worse in terms of injury because it may may very well be that he's perfectly fine injury wise but uh when you listen to jimbo's last deal he said that um that he you know, what's, what's one season, you know, and salvaging the rest, you know, four games of this season or something like that to yeah. his career in the National Football right. League. He's like, I'm not going to risk that kid's career for four games of my – and you know what? You don't hear that very much. You don't hear that from coaches. It, and, and if you yeah. do, you don't believe it. Um, yeah. And and I believed it. I, I believed every word that he said because I'm like, he, he doesn't have any, he's got a 10 year contract. He, do, he just got a raise. Like he's not, he's not having to play for his job today, you know? Oh, yeah. And so that's, that's what you get whenever you give a coach some breathing room, you know? And, yeah. and I think we're, I don't think, I think we should never forget that AM, AM fans. <laughs> don't, don't forget that. Okay. Yeah. Like let, let the Longhorns or whoever make fun of us all day long because of that. I mean, heck, I, I tweeted last week. I got a ton of retweets. 
seven and five million dollars, you know. <laughs> uh, but that was just that was just to be funny because I really thought that we would go seven and five, but um, yeah, and we still might. But but yeah, no, I'm glad you said that. Like when I say it, it's sounding worse, I meant I meant to say in terms of time frame. Like yeah, I think he's yeah, gonna yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah like, for sure. Like, like, he's not gonna lose, he's not gonna lose his leg. Like he's gonna make a full recovery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew what you meant, but it uh, did sound funny. So I yeah, to like, clarify. After I said that, I was like, I was like, oh no, I mean, I mean, I sounded really ominous. Like we don't know if he's gonna be okay. But, <laughs> his leg um, is gonna be amputated. You know, like oh, yeah. oh that's not good. <laughs> he's gonna be on a wheel. But I think. I think if, at one point I was expecting him to be back for Auburn. Um, that's in three weeks, I think. So uh, pr- probably not. Uh, probably, um, you know, if at all, it, it'd be super late in the season. Um, but en- enough about quarterbacks. Uh, that, that that was the, you know, the number one storyline. And it was, you know, a, a terrific development. Um, but how about that offensive line? Like, they rocked it, man. And then I said last week, I was like, hey, like, I actually like this lineup. I hope we stick with it. Well, then Jameer Johnson goes and breaks team rules and can't play. So we switch it again for the 25th time. <laughs> Kenyon Green has started a game at four of the five spots. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> he started the year at right tackle, played against New Mexico at right guard, played left guard last week, and that is it was a left tackle against Alabama. <laughs> Like, and props to him. Like, he's you know he's an incredible player, and uh, honestly, the first few weeks uh, weren't his best. Um, played well last week. Played outstanding against Alabama, um, and really the whole line did. Uh, I don't know if people realize this, but well, most people do if they listen to the show. But uh, two true freshmen on that line. Yeah, uh, one in his fifth start, one in his third start. Something like that. Um, 18-year-old kids going up against the veteran Alabama defensive line and freaking Will Anderson, who who will be a top-five pick in two years. He's a true sophomore. Um, didn't even hear his number called the whole night. Like, I'm, I'm not even – I'm not even sure that he played, to be quite honest. <laughs> like, I haven't found any evidence of that because Ruben Fathery just blocked out the sun at right tackle all, yeah. all, all evening. And it was it was encouraging to watch for sure. Yeah, absolutely it was. Um I I I thought they did phenomenal. And honestly, now that I know that uh, that stat about Kenyon Aguilar and Green, I um think that <laughs> they should probably just throw him out there at center this week and and show show everybody that he can play any position in the NFL and help his scouting. It's, it's like yeah, I mean we're we're it's playing like Mizzou, so I mean we could yeah. we could run out there with three offensive linemen and still yeah. run for 400 yards. So. I think I could play center this week, and we'd still we'd still win. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I was going to say it's like hitting for the cycle in baseball. Like uh, <laughs> you, you, you hit a single, triple, double, and a home run in a game. Yeah, and, right. You know, you, you you play every position in a season. So we, we could do it um, like Johnny and have him kick a field goal. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I bet he can punt. Um. Oh shoot! What was I going to say now? But yeah, um, at at the end of the day, like Calzada was hardly ever pressured. Um, he, he did the, the few times he was uh, showed some pretty nifty footwork to get out of those situations. But um, that was a heroic effort for you know what's practically a a, a brand new O line that has not played a game together. You know, in those spots um, to go out and perform that way 
And uh, I, I want to give some love to Blake Trainer. Um, mm-hmm. he, he he caught some hell uh, uh, against New Mexico. He he started a tackle and um, honestly not super quick footed. Um, but they the coaches moved him to guard and um, he, he can play guard. He's a he's a big old boy. Um, you don't have to you know handle a bunch of speed rushers playing inside. So um, that's that's just more depth for you right there. If you have you know just as another guy that can that can play at a at a high level. So yeah, we uh, finally saw Jalen Widemeyer come out of the the gate too, and our receivers played phenomenal. Running backs played out of their mind like always. Um, a chain, Anias. Our offense looked uh, incredible. I mean, incredible. Isaiah Spiller. Yeah. Man, what a guy! Stre- stretching over, stretching over a tackler, but putting the ball behind his head to to cross the goal line. Like speaking of that, I got, uh, that, I, I got a notification just now on my phone that said my um, it's Spiller time shirt is almost here. Um, nice, and and I got love to see that. I got that in the twelfth man towel. I got the the shirt that says "Show me Damani," um, with Damani <laughs> like a cartoon Damani with money falling all over him. Uh, I got a Jalen Wadmeyer shirt. Um, I got a shirt that says "Wake Him Up Nine, yeah, and a twelfth mental that says "Wake Him Up Nine. I bought a bunch of NIL stuff after this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I single handedly I... decided to support all of our defensive backs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate your contribution to our recruiting efforts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, who who else do we want to talk about for you? Uh, I guess you know. The, the defensive line, uh, man, that's a that's a solid crew. Oh, uh, absolutely. You, uh, w- w- Clemens and and Tyree are are quietly two of my favorite. I, I bought a Clemens shirt as well. Actually, um, is it a Cyclops shirt? No, it's like him with the state of Texas. It's real cool looking. Um, yeah, but it's all on CC Creations warehouse nice. or whatever. But yeah, it. It uh, those two man, I love those two. Every time a, a good play is is had, it's one of them two guys, and they're 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 good stuff. Well, I mean, I'm not taking away from any of the others, but they just are quietly two of my favorite players. Like they really yeah. really are. Um, uh, well, and and I and I love Demarvin, but like he he's more natural on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so so when you're able to move him to like a three technique. And have Clemens and Tyree at end, yeah. and have and have PV on the inside or McKinley Jackson or Isaiah Rakes. We'll talk about him soon. Um, that's a that's a hell of a lineup right there. There's not a lot of folks that are going to block that group. That sure is. And and you know our 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 DBs played phenomenal. Linebackers played good too. Um, but DBs, I mean, there there was there was a few questionable plays there. Um, uh, you know, like maybe that they had bad reads. Um, you know, there was the one, um, the one play where Bama Bama scored that quick touchdown. That yeah, nobody, uh, but that was that was really on the ref more than anything else. But it should have been a flag. It, it should have, but and that's why that flag exists because if you would have given them the extra two to three seconds that they would have gotten in a legal play, then yeah. Monty would have plenty of time to get over there because he had just noticed them whenever they snapped the ball. So, it, you yeah. know, like there were a few of those that you could point out. I think there was a wheel route or two that we didn't cover very well. Um, but 
for the most part, played very well. And really our defense kind of started slacking, you know, towards the third and fourth quarter, um, which is when they started coming back on us. But our offense stepped up and, and bailed us out, which we haven't seen this season. We've seen the defense bail the offense out multiple times. We haven't seen the offense bail the defense out. And and so that was really good to see all three phases of the ball, you know, helping each other out. All, well, then, all the players uh, on, on each one, special teams, good. Uh, sorry, on that note, all three phases, um, they all played well throughout the game, like in different parts of the game. But then they all three came together at the very end of the game when we needed it most. Absolutely, like, like we were, like that's a good point. Be, that's a really good way to put that. Will like, like to be up as as much as we were, like, like we were up and like you know they would slowly start coming back and they tie it and then they take the lead like in any other team in the country folds right then and there like it's right, over right, game's right. over. Um, but we come back on offense after you know a pretty pretty rough third quarter on offense. Go right down the field and score. Defense forces a three and out, and then we kick a game winning field goal. Right, like, right. Like that's that, that's that, that's how you do it, right? The there. last three minutes of the game, <laughs> we had a three and out stop from our defense. We had just nails from our our offense. Uh, I don't know. Did they even throw? The only incompletion I can think of was the the pi on Watermeyer. Um but maybe there was one that I'm not thinking of. But I mean, just drove the field got us in a position, and then Seth Small comes out and just nails a field goal. Like, that last three minutes, literally one minute of each of those three minutes was one of our phases of the of <laughs> doing the perfect, perfect execution of what they needed to do in that moment. And that's a yeah. really good way of putting that. I like that. Um, but, yeah, that, that um, you know, special teams, we haven't – I feel like we haven't been just real, like, flashy on special teams under Jimbo Fisher. Definitely not as much as we were with, with um, uh, someone whenever we had uh, Jeff Banks. Coach you Banks. Because uh, he was just, you know, Christian Kirk and like, you know, all those those just block punts and stuff like that. We've had a few moments with, with Jimbo. But for them to come out, block a punt and get a touchdown and just completely – shatter everybody's hopes and dreams right then and there. And then a chain to come out literally the next play and run a 104 yard touchdown back. That is some special teams fire right there. Like don't give them motivation. Don't let them even have an inch. They, they take an inch. We're going to take a mile, you know, like don't give them anything. And that, that was cool. McKinley, uh, not McKinley Jackson, but Isaiah Rake, she mentioned him earlier. He had an yes. incredible stop on on defense. Whenever he he tackled him, I was like, "Who was it? Oh, that was Isaiah Rakes. Like, how in the world did he just tackle him in the open field? Like, good for him. <laughs> I mean, that well, that's I think a that was on, right there. I think it was on a punt. It was. He's like it the, was. He was like yeah, the last he's, one. Yeah, he's like the punt protector. You know, like uh, whenever we're snapping it. And um, yeah, you see a th- freaking three hundred thirty pound dude down there <laughs> making a tackle on the sideline. Like it was. It was something else, but um, I think I think one one big takeaway that I, I want to talk about with this game is it wasn't it wasn't fluky. Like we didn't. That was going like, to be my main takeaway too. So I'm glad you. Yeah, said that. like mm-hmm. like like we've had fluky wins in the past. Like the one that stands out, uh, 
I think you you mentioned it earlier. It's one of the most fun games. It's one of my most fun, fun games too to watch in College Station. But um, in 2014, when we we beat Auburn uh, at Auburn, they were number three. Um, they they ran all over us that day. Yeah, but we 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 blocked a field goal right before half and took it back for a touchdown. Um, had a couple of other big plays, and then at the very end, they they were in range to like go ahead. Uh, or tie the game and they fumbled like we caused a fumble in the next drive. They just fumbled the snap. So like back-to-back fumbles. Yeah. Um, that's, that's lucky like that and blocking a kick is lucky, but um, this was pretty even as far as luck goes. Like even the last, the, the last time we beat Bama, like it took, you know, our, the best player we've ever had yeah. Johnny Manziel, and being plus three in turnover margin. And, um, and even then, like they still, like I remember still being worried that, that we were going to lose that game because like we were only up by five. We were forced to punt with a few minutes left and then we hit them with the, the Bob and they jumped off sides and we won the game. But yeah. this one, like we just flat out beat Alabama. Like there wasn't any, we went, any luck about we it. We stood toe to toe with them and played big boy football against them. Yeah. We wasn't fluky. There were a couple calls that were questionable for Bama fans that, that if I was a Bama fan, I'd be kind of pissed off about, but I'm an Aggie fan. So I was excited about them. Um, yeah. but I'll be honest, like there were a few that were questionable, but if you want to say that you can also look, look at, you know, okay. How about your touchdown where your offense wasn't even set? You know, they yeah. didn't throw a flag on you on that one. And y'all got seven points off of that. One. Yeah. You know, there were, there was a couple different times where it's like, if you want to play that game, which I never play that game because I think that game's yeah. dumb. Like refs are always going to make some bad decisions. The only time I'm ever going to be playing that game is whenever you know the the whenever the fate of the game is on a bad call. That's whenever I'll, you'll yeah. hear me say that. But if it's just like one bad call in the middle of the game, and then it's like, oh, if they would, if we would have gotten that that. You know, they obviously didn't see this this targeting on Spiller. If they would have seen that, then we would have won. No, yeah. we probably would have thrown a, a incompletion and, and had to punt the ball <laughs> again because we couldn't do anything else the other times we had the ball, you know. Uh, so you can't yeah. rely with a crutch on a 15-yard penalty, you know, yeah. uh, that, that was missed. So I, I'm that was about the flukiest thing you could say about it, is that they had two targeting calls that didn't go their way. Um, yeah. But – yeah, we stood toe to toe. We played them. We won. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And it was and it was our talent and it was coaching. Like Jimbo called a hell of a game uh, on the offensive side. Elko did a great job on defense, and we we let our talent go to work for us. And Absolutely, it, and it paid off. Absolutely. And, and now this this gives Jimbo a freaking nuclear weapon to use in recruiting. Like he's sure, about to sure. go. He he's about to go absolutely nuts on the recruiting trail. Um, not just the guys that were there, but the guys they've been like at the game, but the the guys they've been in contact with, like, um, like Eni White, like that's a name I've seen us like mentioned with. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like he's gonna go to Ohio State or Alabama, like he's that, that, that kid's not coming here. Um, well, now he might be in the driver's seat. You know, yeah. that's one to watch. Like, there's so many high end defensive linemen and uh, a couple offensive linemen. We've already got our quarterback. Um, it's shaping up to be a, a very very special class for sure. Um, but uh, I did make a note to come back to the SEC West here uh, before we before we got finished. But 
Um, I'm going to be negative for one second and I'm going to go back to being positive and uh, pie in the sky hopes. But the reason we were so down after the past couple of weeks is because we had high expectations. And if you could have won just one of those two games the past few weeks, you'd be in the driver's seat for the SEC West. Um, But now you've got the win over Alabama. So like you've got tiebreaker with them, but we have two losses. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's very rare that Bama loses twice in a season. It does happen. Um, and they play at Auburn to finish the year. But It only happens um, on odd years, though. Yeah, that is true. This is an odd year. But, like, I check out the, the slate this weekend for games, like with, like, with the West. And, like, everyone's – like, right now, like, a tied for last in the West because everyone's got two losses or one loss. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Uh, Auburn plays at Arkansas. Uh, Florida plays LSU. We play Missouri. Um Alabama plays at Mississippi State and then almost plays at Tennessee. Like, this could go a, a ton of different ways. Like, Bama still has to play Arkansas. Bama still has to play Auburn. Um, they still have to play LSU. They'll probably beat them. But they got to play Tennessee. Um, they got to play, play Tennessee. Auburn. They got to play Mississippi State. Uh, Everybody's overlooking it. Yeah. That, but, I mean, Mississippi State beat us. You know, like, they're, well, they're Mississippi, not. Mississippi State. They're not they, just they, terrible. They one, yeah, they, they've got one conference loss. Like, we, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not predicting this. There is a path for a And M to get to, uh, to get to Atlanta to to play Georgia or whoever you know for the East. It'll be it'll be Georgia, but um, it's not likely. But if if Bama loses another game, it's going to get really damn interesting <laughs> because there's there's a lot of scenarios that could play out down the stretch. Honestly, that, that's all that we would need to happen, right? Because. Um, well, Mississippi State has two losses. Arkansas has two losses. Well, Mississippi State, it's only one conference loss, though, because they lost to Memphis. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong column. Um, and then Auburn's only got one, I think, because they lost to Penn State. Oh, yeah. We so got we got Ole Miss, Auburn, Mississippi State. But, they all have – But, like, if we if we beat Auburn, then, you know, that sets us up. Like, mm-hmm. ideal scenario. But, but basically, start rooting for Auburn, except for when they play us. Um and, and, then hope, and hope and pray that they beat Alabama at the end of the season. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's a it's a long shot. It's a very very drastic long shot. But um, you, you could see some chaos play out down the stretch. Absolutely. Well, I mean, twenty thirteen, Bama had two losses, and it, it was, and they they still went ten and two, and they they uh, yeah, you know, they, I think they were number five maybe that year. Or? Well, and uh, and speaking of ten and two, um, the only two loss team that would have gotten in the in the past, like since the playoff was in, you know, has been in existence. Uh, it would have been 2017, uh, 2017 Auburn, because mm-hmm. they lost early to Clemson and lost to somebody else, but finished the year back to back weeks beating Georgia and Alabama, and I believe their running back got hurt, and they had to play Georgia again in the title game and lost. But had they won, they absolutely would have gone. So um, that's just something to you know keep in mind. Is uh, are we halfway through? I don't think they were halfway through the season yet. Are we? Yeah, we, right we, we are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but man, I, I, I love this sport. It's <laughs> it's wild. It is wild, <laughs> and I, I don't I don't know that there will be an undefeated team at the end of this year, other than maybe Georgia. Yeah. yeah. 
the the, the, the Big Ten is interesting. Um, I, I don't think any of those guys make it, especially. I mean, honestly, I think Ohio State ends up winning the conference, but um, like Michigan, uh, Iowa. I mean, Michigan State. Like, like, they, like they're undefeated right now. Right. And they've all got to play each other coming up. So, um, who knows? Uh, it's hard to predict what's going to happen, but um, I don't know. I, I do feel confident saying there will be a new face in the playoff this year. Oh, definitely. I don't know who it's going to be. I, I, I would, I would support that a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, um, well, cool. Well, um, I guess, I guess that's it. I guess. Uh, oh, uh, you know, sorry. I was going to ask you about uh, favorite moments from the weekend. Um, oh, um, hmm. I'll go first. Uh, I've got two that are tied for me, but um, Calzada dancing with the core hat on. That's. <laughs> That's all time for me. Like that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I felt uh, it felt it felt so good to, that was, to see that. That was funny. Yeah. I've got that gift saved on my phone now. <laughs> Do you? Uh, uh, <laughs> think. And then um, I think lastly uh, was the the shot of Seth Small's wife when they kicked the field goal. Oh yeah, that, that, field that goal. was just good family um, fun. I've watched it probably a hundred times. I have too. Like, Emily's like, how many times it, you can watch that video? I'm like they yeah. keep posting it on Twitter with like different stuff. Yeah, and like, and she's so she's so emotional, and like you can tell how bad she wants you know she wants that for her husband and uh, for him to you know come through in that moment, and he did. You know, he rushed the field, and um, my my favorite moment of the week um, was watching Montana just absolutely <laughs> not do his job correctly. You know, his whole <laughs> job is to get those those that headset off of Jimbo before they douse him in water and he just didn't and, it, and they, yeah. he just got soaked trying to get that headset the headset's probably ruined that was my favorite part of it um but i'm happy for uh, montana and goose and matt and all, all my boys that are still with the team I, I i know that they had a lot of fun this weekend so yeah actually on that note uh, i think Brittany wanted me to ask you this um and it's a great question um when when a game like that happens and people rush the field and like, you know, people are taking helmets and stuff like that. Like, uh, is, is goose just like super pissed this week? Like, did they, like, 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 like how do they, you know, rebound from that? Like, do they have backup helmets and all that stuff? Uh, a little peek behind the curtain. We, we, we call goose bowl goose sometimes. And it's whenever there's like big games, like he gets really worried. Um, and it's for that reason. Like we, we, about two minutes before, you know, I, I guarantee whenever we were driving the ball, every ball boy, every everybody, it, Goose is like, check your trunks, get your trunks ready to go. You know, like <laughs> he, he's probably on the sideline making sure everything's ready to go. And and honestly, like I know we all kind of laugh off like, oh, yeah, it costs us $100,000. Like that's just a dollar a person, like no big deal. But the reality <laughs> is it is, it is a safety risk. It is yeah. a, you know – like you look at uh, whenever they rushed the field, I can't remember what team, um, and, and Clem- when Clemson lost and um, those drunk college kids were, were picking on one of the, one of his, their receivers and he was shoving them and, every, yeah. you know, like that's what you don't want to happen. You know, that's what we, we try to prevent. That's why those are there. Guys throw their helmets up in the air. They come down yeah. as missiles on top of an yeah. un- unassuming core kid that's just running – you know, onto the field and 
Um, we lose helmets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, those guys, they, they do have backup helmets. Um, we used to have one white one, one maroon one for every player. And then we would have a few backups. The key players will have backups just in case their helmet gets destroyed mid game. Um, but you might have like five or 10, um, backup helmets and that that's about it. Um, on, on the field, um, they'll have, they'll have helmets to, to replenish a few of those guys. The one that I'm curious about, and, and I think Montana said they got all but four helmets back. Um, yeah. But the one I was curious about was the jersey swap that you saw oh, going yeah. around. Like, I don't know if that was just a picture, like a photo op, and then they swap back. But if yeah. not, like, there's not another jersey there for him to have. <laughs> like, he's, he's just – Good thing we're away this he, week. <laughs> he's just without a jersey now the rest of the season, like – He'll probably have to be a different number if if they didn't get if they lost a jersey. He's just gonna be a different yeah. number, I'm sure. You know, he'll have to be yeah. 17 the rest of the year or something like that. And that's, that's on, funny. That's on you for giving your jersey away. Uh, what, yeah. what would probably suck the most? They probably lost a lot of game balls. Um, yeah. Uh, there's, uh, I think it's Ole Miss. Ooh, or maybe it's Auburn. It's been long enough that I can't remember now. There's a team that if the ball goes into the stands, they pass it all the way up to the top and throw it out of the back of the stadium. Well, you only have like yeah. 10 or 12 game balls, you know? So like if, when they do that, it's the absolute worst because like, I mean, it'll take six months for you to work in a game ball. Um, yeah. they don't, they don't just come ready to go. They come in red and feel like a basketball, you know, like you've got yeah. to really wear them down. And, um, so that that's like one of the more problematic things, but but you yeah. know, getting guys yeah. that that you know, how do you stop somebody from coming up and and just being like, "Ha ha, screw you, Saban," and just punch him in the face? You know what I mean? Like, like oh, he had like full security detail. That's why uh, they have that. A lot of people always make <laughs> yeah. fun of the the coaches for having state troopers around them. That's why they have it is because those are celebrities. They're truly celebrities, and when people. Yeah rush the field and all that, it becomes a safety risk. And the yeah. good, good good news is you never see it like actually become one, but it could be, you know, and so you got to plan yeah. for it. But uh, You know, if uh, I'm not even sure who the player was, but he, if he did really give away his jersey, um, I say he should just, you know, put that core uniform over his pads. Just, <laughs> just, 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 just playing that. <laughs> yeah, might as well. I, I don't see why that he's going to probably be standing on the sideline the whole game anyhow. <laughs> that, that might be the last game he suits out for. So uh, he, It's like, oh, I'm not on the travel squad anymore? Dang. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, when you were, uh, you were talking about the safety issues of like rushing the field and stuff, um, I thought about that girl from uh, – from Georgia, they just jumped in the bush. And yeah, get yeah. Out. Did you see the girl get absolutely <laughs> rocked by one of Saban's security yeah. detail? Golly, yeah. that was a form yeah. tackle. He should have been playing for Alabama the whole game, and maybe they could have yeah, gotten a she, few she, more stops. Yeah, she got hit sticks. Yeah, well. um, you need to put her in the in the injury tent. Put her in the <laughs> in concussion protocol. Yeah. Put her on the bike the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, um. Really quick, Mizzou. Uh, worst run defense in the country. Uh, we should we should run up and down the field on them. Um, now that I say that, we probably won't. Um, but who knows? It's college football. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch it this weekend at 11 a.m. Um, I did have an announcement to make I, that I teased earlier about. Uh, there is something 
that is back after this weekend. And it's not Texas, <laughs> but but it is Shotzi's. Oh, yeah. Shot, Shotzi's is back, folks. <laughs> except none of the door guys knew what Shotzi's was. Yeah, except that it's not called Shotzi's. It's just that location, and it looks way nicer than it used to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I did a good job on it. Yeah, after we told them that um, it used to be called Shotzi's before it was 4.0 Go, they just stopped checking our IDs. You guys are old enough. <laughs> He's like, how many of y'all got? Uh, seven of us? All right. Uh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, that's so true. Yeah, uh, it's called Good Bull something now, but uh, pretty cool spot. Had a DJ going after the win. Um, I think it's Good Bull Tailgate. Good Bull Tailgate. Or something yeah. like that. I had... I had no intention of really even drinking that much until we won. And then it was just all gas, no brakes, baby. Yeah, sure was. But what fun. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. We'll see you. Uh, all right. We'll see y'all next week. Until next week.